You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Libby Summers is a storyteller by nature and trade. As an award-winning author and content creator for print, digital, and film media, Summers has built a lifestyle brand around inventive and imaginative storytelling. Libby, I am so excited. We're having the chance to talk. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Allie. I'm excited to talk to you today. Okay, so first, just tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Libby Summers. I'm an author, a cook, um, but basically, Allie, I'm a storyteller, and I help businesses, primarily small boutique businesses in the hospitality and culinary world, kind of tell their story digitally. Um, and that means we create content for them, but it's more than that. It's like finding that kind of unique thing that they have and that problem that they're solving for someone. Okay, so a, an important word that you left out in that description was award-winning author and content creator. <laughs> well, that's just a little braggy. <laughs> I don't want to, I'll I throw that in there. <laughs> well, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> okay, so tell us how you got into this work. Why, why were you led down that path? Um, well, it's funny that... I, I think it's probably, if you look at it, it's a pretty straight path, but um, it's just kind of what we let our eyes see. I was working in the culinary field and was culinary producing some Food Network shows, and it just became like a bigger story and a bigger story, and I just saw things that I think other people didn't see about what they do. And I think that's common, don't you, that we, we don't always see what we're good at, what we're not good at. Mm-hmm. And I could find kind of this story that people have that I felt like they needed to tell. So we do that visually as well as, you know, with written words. And anyway, that's how it started. People started coming to me and companies started coming to me. And then I started speaking about it and that's it. Okay. So as a storyteller, is there a particular story that pops into your mind when you think about a favorite, a favorite one that you've gotten the chance to tell or help demonstrate what they do? Um, that's a great question. Cause I think everything is so unique and that's what makes it special. Um, I love, this is funny. Like I love, it's kind of like being in the hot seat. I've been fortunate enough to stand in front of large groups of like boutique hotel owners and just kind of workshop with them, each one of their properties, and to see their eyes light up when they think about looking at their property in a different way and not just this basic way. Like we talk about shadows that are found in room 265. And, Mm. you know, when you're walking down this hallway, what's it make you feel like? And it's just, but seeing their eyes, like just get it all of a sudden, and that to me, you know, doesn't matter who the client is when they finally have that, that big aha moment. That's, that's real special. I mean, it almost seems like they're so close to the brand or the property that it almost takes 
that outside perspective that you can bring coming into it and saying, well, yeah, we have to highlight this. This this is really neat. This is unique that they really kind of are, their eyes are open to that newness of the brand again. Is that really where you think it comes from? I I do. And I think that there is, I do think that 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 I have that ability to see something that other people don't see but it is like stepping away from it and learning that what was maybe working for you to sell your product, whatever it may be, um, three months ago is not necessarily working right now. Mm -hmm. So looking at your, your product in its uniqueness and really highlighting the story of its uniqueness. And that's, that's what sells. I always say that telling the story sells the project. It's a tell and a sell. So. Mm, I love that. Okay. So your bio had something that caught my eye. <laughs> Jimmy Carter's kitchen. You've got to tell <laughs> us about that. Allie, one of the greatest days of my life. Um, it was after my first cookbook came out and I was invited to cook for him. And it was just, mm. and so it was a very small group. There was only like, 11 or 12. So it was himself, Roseland, um, some secret service, uh, and a few people that I brought and it was in Plains, Georgia. And it was just, they told me beforehand, you'll love this. So they, they're very strict. Okay. He will come, he will spend 45 minutes max with you, be ready to eat. The secret service will come in beforehand. And this was just in a small farmhouse out in the middle of Plains, Georgia. All this happened. He came in. Oh, they said he won't eat much. Mm-hmm. Allie, he was a voracious eater. <laughs> he asked to take some of my pate home. Rosa did. Stayed for about an hour and a half, almost maybe closer to two hours, just chatting. He loved my husband. It was just, it was oh. one of the, like, I get shivers just thinking about it right now. Like how fortunate I was to be able to do that. That is incredible. I yeah. love that. Once in a lifetime opportunity. It, it totally, totally was. And I pinched myself today to know that I got to spend that time with him and how gracious they were. And he was just like so excited about my book too. I mean, it was just really sweet. Just heartwarming. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So thinking about the women that listen to this podcast, They are running their own businesses, um, thinking about their own brand's storytelling. What do you feel like are the keys to success when it comes to brand storytelling? Um, I think the keys to success are are actually pretty simple and stuff that we've already touched on a little bit. They need to come to the table with a clear brand package. And that's something that I always tell people before they start working with me, I'm not going to help you with your core brand values. I'm not going to do that. You have to know who you are and you have to know what your product does to help someone's life. Like what is the, what's the solution that you give to someone? And that's when we start developing these stories around that solution to where you can make, it's very kind of like story brandish. If you've ever done any of those exercises that, How do we make the client, the reader, the hero? Like we want them to be able to do something that's, you know, even let's say we're teaching somebody how to do a recipe. We want them to be successful. So they're the hero when they're at home. 
it's not about us. And that's the whole thing. I think sometimes we have to, I have to counsel people that it's not about them when they're selling something that they really need to make it about their client or, or whoever their customer is that they're trying to sell it to. I love that. It's not about us. So often we do put ourselves in the, in the spotlight and think, oh, well, we have to brag about ourselves. We have to tell us, tell all the, the things that we've done and can do, but it's not about us. So that's a really good uh, reminder. Do you, do, I mean, do you have that in your world? I mean, you're on the other side of it, like where you're really promoting what someone does. Like, how do you morph that into them being able to relate to their, to their fan base? Let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah, because, because I may be representing somebody that we are promoting them and, and, highlighting them as a figure, as a leader, um, but it comes down to what they can offer. That's really the, the selling piece. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I found that in, in my personal world, like what I do on the side as, as for Libby Summers, I, I pretend she's somebody else. <laughs> like that's Libby Summers. She'll do that. Um, knowing that even if I'm out pushing something personally, that it's really about the people that have been so kind to pay to come in and see me speak or listen to me speak or do something. It's about them. And I, most importantly, I just want to make them happy and happy that they spent the time with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what brand comes to mind when you think about a brand that just gets it, they get it right, they nail it in every aspect. Is there a big national brand that everybody would recognize that you feel like just does that and why you feel like they do that? Oh my gosh, there's probably a ton. I feel... Putting you on the spot here. You are putting me on the spot because there's so <laughs> many brands that are just crushing. And maybe not just one that's the best, but maybe a good example of one that you kind of use as a case study in your mind. I tell you what, I I really like people that are starting and doing something new. And I think they're, they are the great case studies. Um, There's a, there's a company called the candidly and it's a, like a, they call themselves the wellness site for people who aren't that into well health and wellness <laughs> like, oh, okay cool the whole deal is about being candid they are the candid goop oh. and it's slick their branding is great they're very open and honest they promote products that aren't a million dollars and don't get me wrong i'm a big fan of goop mm-hmm. and so are they but they're almost giving the different perspective of it Yes. If anybody has a chance, go to uh, thecandidly.com. And I think you'll understand what I'm saying. The writing mm-hmm. is perfection. I mean, it's just perfection, the writing. It's so like you want to know every last person who writes these articles because you feel like that they're in the room talking to you. Um, so it's so that story, it's not necessarily, yeah, their visuals are good. Their visuals, they're good, you know. Mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> they're good it's kind of it's the content it's it's the stories that they're telling and the avenues that they're taking to get to all their content that is so interesting to me and i think that kind of uniqueness is what really um you know that's what's gonna go the long haul now it can't be something ordinary nobody's interested in that 
What do you feel like are the biggest mistakes that brands are making in either their print, their digital, or their film media? I think it's assuming sometimes who their customer is Mm. without really knowing who their customer is. And now with all of our, you know, our analytics and digital marketing people that are so smart, they should be, they should know exactly what that is. But sometimes it just gets, you know, things are a little too whitewashed and they're just too generic. And Mm -hmm. I just think unless you're a medical site, why are you like that? Like we really need to have touch points that someone can relate to. And let's say it's a, um, you know, a, a meal kit service. Like, ugh, if I see one more, you know, perfectly wardrobe styled family and the food <laughs> that looks like the, that the, that the spaghetti is perfectly twirled on, <laughs> like, no, mm-hmm. no one eats like that. Like, what's the real part of it? And those companies within within that platform, within that whole space of, let's say, you know, the meal kits, the ones that have come and gone. I mean, I know personally, because I was a culinary director of one, like it's such a packed space that if you aren't doing that right and really touching your customer and figuring out, you know, who they are and what their needs are and what you're solving for them, it's, you're never going to be a success. So it's the visuals on that. It's got to be fun and fast and quick and people don't have time. So, you know, quick little moments. I tell people all the time when we create video for them, we don't need these long videos. We just need like this moment because a moment with the right sound, Allie, yes. like, it tells everything. I have a client, you know, this particular client, actually, it's in Southern Georgia. It's a mm-hmm. really cool um, boutique property. And you know, they have palm trees over their properties, but it's a tropical little micro resort is what Domino magazine called it. And just seeing the palm trees in the wind, like it, it makes you want to go there. If you're living somewhere else, we don't necessarily need to see the room in this particular unit all the time, or, you know, it's, it's a bigger story. Well, you opened my eyes with that presentation that you're mentioning. You opened my eyes to really honing in on those little details because I would have never thought about listening to the rain and actually capturing that. And, you know, in my mind, I would always want it to appear this sunny, you know, tropical oasis. But I loved when you said I, I recorded a few seconds of the rain and, you know, we paired that and like to me, that was like, duh, that is a no brainer. But I never would have thought to think about those little moments that happen that we're really not necessarily trying to capture in, you know, this perfectly curated, um, you know, branding. Right. And that, and I'm so happy you brought up the rain. I think it's, that's, that's what I'm talking about with these touch points with us as human beings, like these really special moments and sometimes those are the moments where we're huddled together underneath a blanket on the sofa watching a movie during vacation because it might be raining outside mm-hmm. like that's a really special time that somebody has or playing board games like those are the memories that we're making so in the hospitality industry in this particular property like I really I really play to those because it's part of it for your listeners out there. Like what are those special moments that what you do touches someone's heart? It's like, 
there should be the heart thumping kind of things that you put forth with your digital, like your social media presence. There should be some heart thumping moments to it. It might be something that you wrote. Just some occasionally express that part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that it's to me, that is thinking outside of the box at its finest. And that is just such a good reminder to get us thinking in that mindset because so often we're scrolling through the feed and we're seeing that ordinary that you mentioned. And so we are conditioned to think that's the way we have to pro, you know, portray our brands. Mm-hmm. And there's beauty in, there's beauty in things that aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I, you know, my team, we do a very good job of finding the beauty and kind of the imperfection with our clients. So it's memorable for your people to be looking for that beauty that that's part of what maybe didn't go right for them. Okay. So switching a little bit towards Libby, Uh oh, what are your favorite ways to be selfish? What do you mean selfish? How so? <laughs> I mean, in the positive light of the way you take time for yourself to fill up your cup. Oh, you're so sweet. Like I'm, I'm a lot older than you, Allie. So now I've learned that I have to make time for myself and my family. I never miss when my husband isn't traveling or I'm not traveling. Um, We have breakfast together every morning. It's a very special time for me. Um, My team doesn't show up to work until 10 o'clock. Just so I have those mornings and during the summertime, I'll go for a swim every morning. So I, you know, definitely try to do that. And then we have a wonderful bird dog that in the evenings we always take to a really gorgeous piece of property here in Savannah that she's actually a member of. We're not. It's a quail <laughs> reserve. <laughs> and we get her out there and it's just, it's my favorite time of the day too. Like it's so, it's really making time for the family part that I was always just so busy working and we have to get that done and this done and Hey, I don't know about you, just in the time of COVID, I think it's become even more crystal clear for me of a breath of fresh air. what's important and what isn't important. I don't know about you, but I can get sidetracked. In a creative world, we can overthink something like so much and get sidetracked and just recognizing that I need to stay focused so I don't spend extra time on something and don't get sidetracked. Well, let's see, what did Lisa Renna do last night on The Real Housewives? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just go off on some crazy tangent. So it's really keeping myself focused so my time is used wisely because you and I spoke before we started the podcast. Like, I am swamped right now because people, mm-hmm. businesses are understanding now that their digital presence is really important. Mm-hmm. And so these wonderful clients that we've been courting, let's say for a year or more, have now come to the table and said, yes, we want to work with you. So it's now is the time where I really personally have to be organized and put the time in into my organization and work the plan and then close the computer and I'm done with it. Mm. So there is that time for, for family and, and I'm on it. I'm, I'm being good about it. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's easy to say we're going to do something. It's another to actually do it. That's the damn truth. 
Okay. So is there <laughs> anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh gosh. I'm a big traveler. Like my husband and I take, I work hard to take a really great vacation. I love to see the world. I'm inspired by getting out of the United States and traveling within the United States. So <laughs> the fact that I have not been anywhere aside from in my mind, <laughs> I mean, I have looked, I don't know how many travel books that I've looked at that I own and listened to podcasts and read other things online. Just, I miss the traveling. And that's part, you know, the, it's always been part of my life. I, I still cook privately for one gentleman on a sailboat and you know, that I'm not doing that now. And that usually takes me to other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's not happening. What's next for Libby? Libby next is super excited about every, all these new clients that we're bringing on. But personally, I have another book being pitched, which is a cool lifestyle oh. book. And Allie, I can probably talk a little bit about it now. We're in, we're in close phases of, I say close phases. I always say nothing's done till it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, there is a show that was pitched that looks like it might be picked up. So that Stop. would be real fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, can I ask you more? Is that all you can no. share? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Bad luck that I told you that, but it's, it, it's so far along that I can say that to you right yes. now. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. And yes, because uh, it's, it's, it's a fun one and it's one that we can do. Um, socially distance a little bit if we have to you know we have you have to be very mindful of how you can shoot something right now so um, okay but, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep close tabs on Libby and uh we're gonna <laughs> keep in close contact so that she can continue to update us on this but I am so grateful that you took the time to talk with me you are just so inspiring and I love everything about you and I know if the listeners aren't already following Libby on social media. You need to because um, you will also feel that inspiration and that joy that just radiates from her. So thank you so much for talking with me and keep us in the loop. I will, Allie. Thank you so much and have a great day. Okay, thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.